Welcome to the Into the Rabbit Burrow podcast. Join hosts Hannah Morth and Elizabeth Modine as they dive deep into topics surrounding spiritual metaphysics, universal laws, and everyday mindful entrepreneurial pursuits. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy as we go Into the Rabbit Burrow. This episode is a replay from our Coffee Chats live series that we do every week on our Facebook page. Each week, we bring on another guest to talk to us about various topics ranging from UFOs to spiritual beliefs to embodying the divine feminine to channeling starseed groups to so much more. Our hope is that this series brings you spiritual knowledge and acts as a resource to help you grow on a soul level. With that, let's get into this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Coffee Chats. My name is Elizabeth Modine. And I'm Hannah Morth. And today we are joined by Ben Urban, and we are going to be talking all about his transition from Christian ministries to spiritual humanism. Hello, Ben. How are you doing today? Hey, Beth. Hey, Hannah. Thanks for having me on. We are excited to have you. We are excited to jump right in, Ben. Why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Well, um, I grew up uh, fairly uh, indifferent to spiritual things um, most of my life. You know, went to Christian churches when I was younger because my parents were, um, I'd say at the time they were culturally Christian. I mean, they're full, full in now uh, and they have been for a while. But I don't re- really remember there being, other than going to church, um, there wasn't a lot of you know out, outside influence to the, the Christian faith uh, that really sh- shaped um, much of my life then. So I kind of came I came to you know, faith in Christ uh, later on. Um, Beth and I actually came to it together uh, when when we were embracing it um, fully and totally and exclusively. Um, but um, now. I'm I'm breaking away from that. Uh, not necessarily uh, completely rejecting Christianity because I don't want to look at it from a negative end, like mm-hmm. looking at things rejecting wise, but rather embracing other spiritual views and taking truths from different ones, um, taking what I I feel is what my intuition is telling me is right uh, from all these different views. And then incorporating them into my own my own thing, which I, I'm, I'm calling spiritual humanism. It's more it's not a, it's not a anti God or anti spirituality, and that's why I call it spiritual humanism, uh, a term uh, that atheists sometimes use for themselves, or somebody's used it because I've heard it plenty of times. <laughs> Secular humanist. Uh, I think what they're going for with that is atheist has a like a negative connotation with so many people. So I think to break away from that, they call themselves spiritual humanists, or secular humanists, sorry, mm-hmm. um, to kind of focus on what they're for and not what they're against. Not so much anti-God, but more um, pro-people, uh, yeah. trying to uh, be more loving toward people and focused on you know, social justice and uh, the well-being of fellow human beings. So for me, because I'm not... I'm not an atheist by any stretch of the imagination, and that's not a slam to them because I respect that they want to find evidence to support what they believe in in their lives. I think that's that's very commendable. They don't just go on a blind faith 
for me, I've seen too much and experienced too much of like tangible spiritual experiences, uh, connection with spirit, um, the divine, um, whatever you want to refer to it as, to know that there's more out there. There's definitely a guiding presence, uh, a greater force out there that is giving us our powers to achieve what we need to achieve to help one another out um, and to help our, ourselves and um, just to basically live uh, genuinely better lives. Um, I feel like sometimes religion can kind of hamper that because you're stuck under so many rules yeah. and it kind of tells you who you can associate with and what you can do with them and all that. And I feel like I don't, I don't need those shackles in my life. I definitely embrace spirituality more now than anything because it gives you this openness to not put up those walls with people or assume anything. I like to celebrate other people's spiritual walks and I'd like them to do the same for me. It's kind of the golden rule with a, even like, like on a spiritual level, not just on a everyday, how we treat each other, but on that other dimensional level of celebrating one another and the path we go on. I kind of equate spiritual humanism to light working. I mean, it's just another term for me for, for light working, which is, you know, being a positive influence in people's lives. Um, encouraging presence, um, helping people along when they feel like nobody else will. It's, it's about development, restoration, interconnection. Um, so, that, I mean, that's kind of um, an overall uh, an overall view, just to make sure. And I'd love to get your guys' uh, feedback on, on those thoughts. And if you want, I can go back and, you know, kind of go over a little bit how I went from strict Christianity to this openness, exclusive religion to inclusive spirituality. Yeah. yeah. Do you can go first. I was going to say, do you want to? Because I always interrupt. Like kind of okay, I, I will go first then. <laughs> um, so I guess I had a pretty similar, um, pretty similar changeover from Catholicism to, I guess what I would call like hearing your explanation, Ben, like spiritual humanism is very resonant to me. And it seems very similar to what I believe. And I guess I've never really just put a name to it. I just call it like spirituality. Um, but I did not grow up in a very strict Catholic household, household. Like we went to church every so often, but it was just me and my mom and nobody else went. And um, I just kind of went because I felt like that was what I was supposed to do. And then when I got to high school, I started to question everything. And I was like, where, like, I don't like how strict everything is. I don't like all these rules I have to follow. The Catholic institution in and of itself is. Um, Going through the motions. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but the Catholic Church is very, like, anti-LGBTQ. And um a lot of things that I don't follow. And so I had to question a lot of things about it. And I was like, well, maybe this just really isn't for me. And so I started looking into like other options, but not like at this time I started going to college. And so I wasn't too worried about it. And I was just kind of open. And that's where I've come to is really just being open to everybody's beliefs. Like whatever you believe in, that's totally fine. And like, I'm very 
um, very open to hearing what other people believe. I'm open to considering it for myself, hearing other people's beliefs. Um, but I have come based on my own experiences into my personal beliefs because of the crazy things that I've experienced along the way. And um, it's also interesting because I can see so many links and connections between Christianity and what I've come to believe with spirituality. Mm -hmm. Like even the connection of guardian angels versus like your spirit team. You know what I mean? Like it's they're the same exact thing, but they're talked about differently mm -hmm. between like Christian leaders and like spiritual leaders. Right. You know I mean? So I don't know. It's very interesting. Like I said, it's very interesting to me because I can see the connections of how it all formed, but it's also an open-ended process for me and it's always evolving. Right. And I like how you uh, brought up about how you're also seeing that it's easier now since you've gotten away from that, that you're able to genuinely really celebrate other people's views and, and to hear them out and to, give them encouragement to, you know, follow that, that, that way that they want to go. Because mm -hmm. I, I, I even recall when I was a Christian, Christian, um, when I'd be hearing other people's beliefs, I had this urge to like, tell them, wow, that's not right. You can't be going that way. You're in danger, you know, whatever the case is, you know, that's a really dangerous road to go. And now it just irritates me when I, see people doing that and saying those things and like yeah I was I was there for a little bit so I don't need to be judging but it's it's so much better now to like actually be excited for other people not just be like oh that's that's nice that's great yes. <laughs> I can really be like well that sounds that sounds really wonderful you know I'm really glad I'm happy for you because it's giving you more of a well-rounded life it's giving you uh, more joy in your life um, I think sometimes with religion people get so caught up in, in it and because of fear, um, because of uh, pre peer pressure, uh, family pressure, um, ecclesiastical pressure, people at church uh, making you feel like, oh, I better be on board with this. Uh, I, I have to just go through these motions or I have to just agree with it even though I don't, I want to question these things. I want to, um, I want to know that I'm on the right track and not, just go on it because other people are telling me that any other way is dangerous or something. I just, yes. I don't believe in any of that stuff anymore. Uh, hell and right. all that. So once that came off the table for me, I mean, it started opening up doors and just allowed me to really explore other ways and uh, view other things. You know, it's healthy to question. Mm -hmm. um, and I think in the church, they should encourage that. People should be able to question stuff and doubt about things because it'll either bring you to a deeper faith or it'll show you that maybe you should place your faith somewhere else. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think that is what impacted me the most with moving away was that I recognized that I didn't have to demonize anymore and that I didn't have to be afraid. And Absolutely. I feel like that's something that so many individuals go through when they're dealing with any kind of aggressive um, control, you know, of any kind, you know, religious, emotional control, which frankly, those two play hand in hand together. 
but when I went, walked away from the church, and Hannah and I have very similar stories where I grew up Catholic as well. She went off one way and I went like straight towards like really intense Christian theology studying and I was non-denominational and went to my church like three to four times a week and was involved in several ministries and just really obsessed with the whole idea of having a super close relationship with the divine because it was finally something that made sense for me with who I was because these entities you can connect with them and Ben I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about with somebody that was super into like the connection aspect and it's something that was difficult for me with walking away because that part of it and the communion aspect was so great but the fear and the looking at people and wondering if your loved ones are going to be going to heaven or hell yeah. you know right that is fucking horrible to go yeah. through high anxiety because oh you're constantly wondering am i am i putting myself out there enough Am I sharing the gospel? Am I evangelizing like I'm supposed to? And then there's this guilt trip, especially in the, the harder denominations, um, like Southern Baptists and anybody that holds the Bible up to be a literal word of God that basically was brought down on high and, you know, we're supposed to all yes. just believe it to be exactly what it is. And I, I just remember getting burned out. You know, I, was, I went to seminary uh, because of the pursuit of a Christian ministry. Um, I remember being told early on and reading articles about how like somebody would either go in and they'd be all for it by the time they were done with seminary or they'd be completely going in another direction. Yeah. And I remember telling myself, no, no, that won't be me. I won't be going the other direction. Yeah. It's funny how things work out because it's basically come down to that. Uh, I went through a dark night of the soul while I was in uh, seminary. I just, I started feeling like a lot of it was a chore. I felt like, I never really wanted to share this supposed good news that they were telling, you know, because it always felt to me like, well, if people, if any souls are in danger of eternal conscious torment, then how is that good news? And why is it based on just beliefs? I mean, it's one thing if you're looking at somebody's character and the life choices they make and how they've treated others, uh, you know, if somebody's uh, murdered people or raped people or do done you know just awful things whatever you can think of that's just really awful then that makes a little bit more sense why they would ex receive any kind of major punishment in the afterlife or in this life i mean more so in this life because you know um but i don't get i, I always struggled with this idea that um something as arbitrary as what you believe if you don't believe this, even though there's not enough verifiable evidence mm -hmm. for it, and if it was something that people's lives are in danger, uh, your eternity is on the line, why wouldn't God just come out and be like, hey, I'm right here, and this is all true, and not have it be where he's sending out people telling each other stuff, where obviously there's going to be some skepticism, because you're thinking, well, that doesn't sound like a God I want to have anything to do with. I mean, that's how I've felt, and... It really came to uh, it came to a what's the word I'm looking for here? It came to a, a, a what? A head culmination. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Head that works. Um, <laughs> come to a culmination 
when I realized that that's not real God at all. That's not yeah. what real God's about. And I'm not throwing out the whole Christian religion or any other religion. Um, but I feel like there are, what we look at in the Bible are people's interpretations that have been passed down. Because it's, it's fairly common knowledge, I'd say, that it's a verbal tradition amongst um, the Jews over you know, thousands of years. It's an um, oral heritage. Um, they just passed these stories down because nobody was literate back then and could write these stories down. So the idea that this book was actually penned by all these people uh, is not what happened. The book was actually compiled in like the fourth century um, and there was political agenda involved in that, uh, religious agenda involved in that. Um, so, I mean, you have to look at it from a skeptical view. Uh, you take what's important from it and what is actually life-affirming and positive and, you know, like anything that you treat others well and you don't, you show unconditional love. You don't sit there and say, well, he's, he's gay or she's um, doing this or, you know, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> you can't judge people like that because we're all on our own journeys. Yes. Nobody's journey is the same. And anybody who's believing that this religion tells me I have to be this way, so I'm just going to do it by hook or crook, that's not the same for everybody else. Other people, whether they do subscribe to that same faith, are still living their own lives, and they have their own secrets, and they have their own idiosyncrasies, and not everybody's going to be on the same page, and everybody experiences life different, and people have different baggage, and nobody has that same exact clean slate. Once you, once you become a Christian, nothing really changes about who you are inside. It's just you start to behave a little differently. Hopefully you do treat people better than you used to, but that's not always the case of what I've seen. And I don't want to generalize that. I just have seen a lot of questionable um, demeanor mm -hmm. <laughs> um, amongst people that are exclusively religious in one way or another. Yeah. Well, and I think that is why spiritual humanism, which I love that, by the way, Thank you. Yeah, I do. I love that. Um, I think that's why going this way is, I don't want to say the right way because I don't think things are black and white, but at the same time, this is the general direction of our evolution as a planet. And why, the, what I came down to is why wouldn't Source want us to question literally everything? Absolutely. Why wouldn't Source want us to experience everything that we wanted to experience, barring it wasn't going to hurt somebody else? Right. There's so much diversity in the world. Yeah. And why, so, would, why would God want it all to be narrow? Yeah. And in, and in God created everything so diverse. Yes. Exactly. And I, I think the fear aspect, it's about control. And there's, this is what I mean by like, this is the involvement that we're all moving in. But for so long, people were fucking terrified. 
that if they didn't do this, right. they were going to end up here. And so that is so easy that to manipulate the hell out of literally anybody that subscribes to that agenda. And now we're finally coming into a place on the planet, really, where I feel like people are feeling empowered to question things and it's becoming an active practice, right. which is helping us move through some of these demonizing views that have held our world captive for literally hundreds of years. Yeah, and I feel like it's been a, like a subconscious power trip. I don't want to throw people into the bus in this day and age so much because they've been indoctrinated into this. Yes. The leaders that are in the churches now and are in these Christian organizations now that are basically uh, writing the books and reinforcing stuff that was in the book, the book, um, thousands of years ago, that's all they've, a lot of them have ever known. And so they're just putting it out there what they believe. They're not trying to fool anybody. They're, they really believe people need to know this. People need to know this because otherwise they're, they're going to hell. And that, I think, is one of the hardest things for me. Like I said earlier, this is not real God. What I'm reading here, this is not real God. Somebody that's going to, um, a, a being that is so petty and jealous and vengeful, uh, that will only save some people and not save others based on a belief system. Mm-hmm. I just, I can't fathom that. Um, and I don't know why I did it one time, but at the same time, I look at so many people that do still subscribe to that. I mean, I guess there's something to it. Uh, maybe it's something wrong with our own anthropology. We've been told so many times that we're not good. We're not right. We're rotten. We're we're a mess, we're sinful, and we need help, we need a, a savior, but I don't think Jesus was trying to tell anybody that. I think the message was construed, I mean, of course, you know, other people were basically taking his words and maybe mixed them up. It's like the telephone game, a message keeps yeah. getting passed, and it just gets more and more uh, distorted, and um, I feel like he was, uh, I believe that he was a spiritual ascended master, Mm-hmm. A lot like the Buddha and Krishna and, um, mm-hmm. you know, so many others. Uh, and he was trying to teach us that the divine is in us. We all have that. Nobody is apart from that. Even like, you know, we're talking about atheists before. I mean, I respect that they don't believe in something because they haven't seen proof of it. But uh, that's, I'm not going to deny that the divine is in them just because they don't realize it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just a part of, I mean, I think a lot of it is they are struggling with the pushback they've received from religious people who make it this country club mentality. You got to be in, you got to believe just like this, believe before you can belong. When I, I think with spiritual humanism, what I want to put out there, what I want to evangelize is that everybody belongs. It doesn't matter what you believe. As long as you're treating people right and loving people, and that's how you honor real God when you love people, because we all have that divine spark in us. Namaste, you know, we are all in it together. And we can celebrate one another that way. And it's not an ego thing. I think, you know, if somebody hears you saying, well, I'm one with God, right away they think, oh, wow, he's got a head trip going on here. <laughs> but that's not the case. I mean, really, if anything, it's, it's humility. It's, it's knowing that, hey, nobody's on a higher plane than anybody else. 
some of us are just more aware of it at this time. And it's been a, a blessing to come to that reality. Not, oh, I always knew this and you guys need to catch up. It's not like that. It's, I, I so look forward to the day when everybody gets this. Everybody wakes up and knows this. Um, that'll be a really beautiful day. And people are going to start treating each other better. And it's going to be new earth. It's going to be a new age. And we're, I mean, it's, it's going to be amazing. And I know it's coming. I know it's going to happen. And I think Jesus talked about it. And see, I mean, I'm not against, I'm not against Jesus. And anybody who's maybe going to be watching this and thinks, oh, well, he's completely walked away and lost, lost his mind or whatever. It's like, no, I'm just seeing things differently. And that's important. You know, we all have different views and that's okay. It makes us all human. It makes us all unique. And it's a beautiful thing. Um, and that's, like I said, that's what I want to evangelize. Like I said before, I struggled when I was a Christian sharing a message because I think I, I just could never bring myself to tell anybody, oh, you're going to go to hell. You're going to be punished forever. Yeah. Um, because I, I don't think I ever really believed that. I just didn't want to think of God that way. I didn't want to think of that being yeah. the thing. Yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah, even, like, even an option because it's horrible. That's scary. Yeah. It's a really I mean, how can you trust a being like that? That's yeah. going to be so fickle with you know you because, oh, well, you didn't believe this even though I didn't provide enough solid evidence for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many Christians are really small? I mean, there's obviously billions of Christians in the world, but that's still a very small number when it comes to the whole human race, the whole human population throughout thousands and thousands of years. So if there is a hell, it's really packed up. Nope. <laughs> I mean, there wouldn't be any room in there to punish anybody because we'd all just be pushed together. Yeah, that would be the real hell. That would be the real hell, the yeah, introvert's really. hell. Like everybody, everybody from high school. <laughs> like all packed. Good God, no. Yeah. Well, and I love that you bring up I love that you bring up Jesus because I think that has been, it's interesting because in our community, this is like a niche, like the whole being a supporter of Jesus and the, um, the angelical beings and like Gabriel and Michael, it's kind of a tinier niche because then you have everybody else that has had the religious trauma and that really does not like any of that, mm-hmm. that, that really is not about it. Yeah. And I have kind of walked an interesting line with it because Jesus is like one of my main spirit guides. Like Jesus and Michael like represent, they are like my favorite. And I don't even know if we're supposed you know, like say they say we can't have favorite kids. And they're obviously, like, <laughs> I feel like we probably shouldn't have, like, favorite spirit guides. But I'm telling you, like, both of those beings have had my back from day one. And they did not give a fuck when I walked away from Christianity. <laughs> they didn't care. And I remember, like, connecting back in with Jesus because I walked away from him hard. Like, I was like, fuck this. 
I'm done. Like, I finally get it. Like, I can be myself. I don't have to be ashamed. I'm not going to hell because, because I can have, like, these connections. Like, yeah. I, I walked away hard. And he came to me. And I, like, cried like a freaking baby because I couldn't believe that he wanted anything to do with me after having like a really, really close relationship with him for like 20 plus years and then walking away from everything and saying, I'm done. So my point being that these entities are not what they are like portrayed to be. And I think that's important to say because there is so much hate going both ways right like there's a ton of people that really don't even like hearing jesus's name yeah like every time we bring him up on the channel we get people in the comments that are not happy about it Mm -hmm. right i was like that for a while yeah like you have to heal from it it's trauma yeah yeah i feel like you know it's it's kind of unfair to to jesus because i don't really equate him with a lot of the things you see in the church yes. uh, still today, uh, misogyny, racism, yeah. nationalism, especially, this seems really like somehow this whole, you know, the um, strong conservative right just like uh, praise Jesus and pass the ammunition kind of thing. It just, I don't <laughs> really get and I don't want to insult anybody. I, I don't know if anybody listens to you guys that are part of (laughs) of that side. So I don't want to get into that, but I just feel like um, it doesn't really match up with his character, who he was. And I know we're basing what we know on the gospels and those probably are kind of limited. Um, But I, I feel a sense about Jesus. I don't know if he's one of my spirit gods, but he's, Definitely had a resonance in my life. I've definitely not let go of Jesus, even though I've let go of the religion that he's the figurehead for. Mm-hmm. I, um, I just, I feel like he's got a bad rap amongst a lot of people, and it's because of the way that, it's like Gandhi said, I, I like your Jesus, I just don't like your Christians. Because, not, not all Christians, I, I gotta go back, yeah. backtrack, because yeah. I've met so many wonderful Christians that aren't mm-hmm. judgmental at all, and you wouldn't even know that they, were Christian because they don't fit in that stereotype. They don't threaten people with hell. They don't uh, crap on other people's beliefs. They don't do anything. They realize that there's more. And I think it's because they realize that some, a lot of that stuff was made up by other people to control. Yeah. Like fear-based stuff and exclusive stuff. I mean, I don't, I always get the impression of Jesus that he was a social justice warrior. He was somebody who saw that religion and politics were shackling people, and he, he was trying to break that, and that's why he got crucified, because he was an enemy of the state, enemy of the church, and they didn't, I mean, I know it wasn't called the church uh, at the time, but yeah. I mean, it was kind of the same idea. I'm using it just as a blanket term uh, for a religious gathering. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what happened, you know, and somewhere along the line, you put the blame on God, this whole idea of substitutionary atonement to appease God's wrath. And I've never understood that. So wait a minute, the most benevolent force in the universe orchestrated the murder of an innocent man because 
he can't look at us and just accept us for what we are, that's, that's not good news. Going back to it, it's not good news. And it's obviously a lie. It just doesn't make any sense. Like, why would somebody have to do that? If you're the creator of the whole universe and everything beyond it, you can't come up with a better plan than to have to kill an innocent person, have blood sacrifice so you can accept people. I thought you were unconditional love. and I, That's what I really yeah. think real God is. What the great spirit truly is, is pure love. So anything that deviates from that, you have to question if that's true, if that's what God really is. Yeah. This has been a wonderful conversation. It has. Yeah, it really has. Ben, I can't thank you enough for coming on here with us. This has been really great to hear so many different perspectives in one show. Yeah, it definitely has. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is, I, I really, I'm, I'm really excited still about what we've just been talking about because I, I, I love bouncing off my ideas with other people and you two both were really um, good sounding boards, but also like good feedback. And I, I feel really confident about this path that I'm on now. I mean, for a while there, I was really, um, when I first started deconstructing, which is a positive, a pretty uh, popular term uh, for somebody breaking away. Um, I was really scared because I had spent all this time in school and seminary focusing on getting a degree so I could be a minister and doing all this stuff. And I was on a, on a path, though I wasn't sure if I really wanted it anymore at that point. And when I realized so that I started asking all these questions the and they all started breaking podcast. down, I started realizing, episode, well, nobody, nobody's going to want to touch me now. I don't even know if I want to be involved in this anymore. We truly appreciate but, your support. You know, I spent all this money, I spent all this time. Head on over to www. I don't know where to go from here, but now, about two years broken away, I don't have that worry anymore. I'm at peace. And I know there's a way that I'm going to be able to use this new evangelism. I want to be able to share this message with the world. I don't want to say my message because I feel like it's downloaded from the great spirit, from real God. You know, I'm getting these messages. When I was writing before, you know, you guys know I, I post a lot uh, on Facebook with these musings. I call them musings. <laughs> um, I used to, you know, write a lot of, you know, scripturally based stuff, um, and it was more like I was just regurgitating the same stuff that I had heard. But I don't feel like there was really any spiritual push behind it. With this, I really feel like these messages are actually coming to me from the source. So I put them out there, and I can't wait to put them out there and share them. It used to be like, oh, I feel like I got to do this. Now it's like, I can't wait to do this, because I have a message that I feel like people are actually wanting to hear. Um, and I'm not just trying to tickle people's ears or whatever. Yeah. I really believe this is great news that people can get behind and can transform their lives. And I, I, I want to do whatever I can to, to put it out there. So. Right now, I don't have a professional uh, presence online or anything like that, um, but I'm working on it. I'm trying to figure out my niche. <laughs> uh, I also have been compiling uh, a lot of my writings, um, and eventually I want to publish like a new age devotional type of thing. Awesome. Knocking around titles like uh, Lightworker Musings or uh, the, the yeah. Spiritual Luminous Thoughts or something like that. I love that. That's Otherwise, awesome. uh, my wife, Beth, uh, who's been on Coffee Chats before, and yes. uh, she is Oceanside Oracle. So if you want to hear 
if you want to get readings from her, she does tarot. She also works with astrology. Um, she's also a psychic, so she's really spot on. And you know, I know I'm her husband, so obviously I have a little bit of partiality here, but I'm being completely honest. She's all over it. She really knows her stuff, and she will blow your mind. If you uh, want to set up a, a reading with her, she'd love to do it. Um, and we'll link those through. I'll say that. Yeah, and we'll say that Beth is amazing, attested by us as well, because yes. we know her very well. So. Yes, absolutely. She's fabulous. All right, gang. Well, I think that wraps us on today. But like I said, links will totally be available for Beth, Oceanside Oracle, so that you can access her. Once again, thank you so much for joining us today. We are sending so much love your way. Be well. Thank you so much for listening to Into the Rabbit Burrow podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with your friends and leave us a review on iTunes. We truly appreciate your support. And if you're looking to connect with Hannah and Elizabeth, head on over to www.dearenlightenedone.com. Thanks again for journeying into the rabbit burrow with us. And until next time.